At 7 p.m. on September 23, 1972, after a series of bombings in Manila, increasing civil strife, and the threat of a communist takeover, former President Ferdinand Marcos has placed the entire Philippines under martial law, and this marked the beginning of a 14-year era of a one-man rule until he was overthrown and exiled in 1986. Hi, my name is John Glenn, and welcome to the Podcast of Poems. In this episode, we will talk about a powerful piece of Filipino literature. This is a poem that ignited the hearts of the Filipino people and smuggled a hidden message of resistance into state media in one of the most controversial periods in Philippine history. This is a poem written and published one year after the late Philippine dictator Ferdinand Marcos declared Proclamation 1081 or more commonly known as the martial law, and also picked up where Percy Bysshe Shelley left off in his myth of the fire giver. This is Robin Cuevas' Prometheus Unbound. I shall never exchange my fetters for slavish servility. Tis better to be chained to the rock than be bound to the service of Zeus. Aeschylus, Prometheus bound. Mars shall glow tonight. Artemis is out of sight. Rust in the twilight sky, colors a bloodshot eye. Or shall I say that dusk sunders the sleep of the just? Hold fast to the gift of fire. I am rage, I am wrath, I am ire. The vulture sits on my rock, licks at the chains that mock emancipation's breath, reeks of death, death, death. Death shall not unclench me. I am earth, wind, and sea. Kisses bestow on the brave that defy the damp of the grave and strike the chill hand of death with flaming sword of love. Orion stirs. The vulture retreats from the hard, pure thrust of the spark that burns, unbounds, departs, returns, to pluck out of that's fist a god who dared to resist. Our story takes place during one of the most disputed times in Philippine history. And also just a bit of disclaimer for this series, we're going to be talking about an amalgam of contentious issues. So I will present things only based on the historical context and I will do my best to avoid any political leanings or discussions which are already irrelevant to the poems that we will be talking about. Okay, so Ruben Cuevas is a pen name for a young journalist named Jose Maria F. Lacaba or more simply known as Pete. At an early age, he became familiar with the class conflict happening in society as he was a poor scholar surrounded by the more fortunate students studying in Ateneo de Manila, and he was forced to drop out of school because of his struggle to get by his finances. He then started writing for the free press since it was the only available job at the time for someone with no college degree and his political consciousness was supplemented by the violent and even deadly dispersals he sees to students and activists in Manila 
who were protesting civil, human, women, and worker rights, which was very much rampant during the Marcos administration that led to his critical stance against the government and its system. By September 21, 1972, Proclamation 1081, or more infamously known as the Martial Law, was signed and then declared two days later by Marcos, seven years into his presidency. This would then signal the start of another seven years of a more brutal rule where rights were stepped on, freedom of expression was absent, and fraud defined a huge portion of the national government. For some who were at the top of the social hierarchy at the time and benefited from the Marcos presidency, it was an age where law and order was unrestrained by forces of the opposition, discipline was unbridled, and peace was at its prime with no negative elements to hamper it. However, for those who were at the pit of the social hierarchy, it was a time where corruption in the government was rampant, officials voted only for their interests, uh, fear was sold to the masses, and human rights abuse was justified, if not a thing of censure, along with the danger of expressing dissent and critical views. There was no opposition party, especially powerful enough to counter the government's decisions. There was no independent judicial body, no check and balance between government powers, and even media was controlled by the state with members of the Army Office of Civil Relations who made sure that writers' work aligned with whatever vision the state has. And there were certain writing conventions which was established if you want to get published, and there was a strict following of these conventions. So this is where Ruben Cuevas, Pete's pen name, comes in. When he submitted his poem, Prometheus Unbound, the state-allied Focus magazine found Lacaba's work a quintessential example of the poetics during that time, as its structure is complete with rhyming couplets, iams, enjambment, uh, an apolitical subject, and even a classical motif. It was a lyrical poem in the point of view of Prometheus with four stanzas divided into sextets and it has a rhyme scheme of A-A-B-B-C-C. So, in other words, it was everything the state magazine looked for in the poem. It became a part of their publication under the pen name uh, that was until their staff noticed or was notified of an alarming thing because it turns out they failed to see that the poem was actually an acrostic where the first letter of each line reads a different message. So distracted by the consistent rhyme scheme and the perfect poetic conventions found in the poem, they were not able to notice the most significant part or the message which read, quote, Marcos Hitler Dictador Tuta. This translates from Filipino saying that the president is a dictator and a lapdog comparable to Hitler himself. So the authorities investigated the identity of Ruben Cuevas and the literary editor was fired from his post right away. But by then, the message that the poet was able to smuggle became a chant for the masses in rallies and on contraband manifestos that poured scorn on the regime. And eventually, Marcos was overthrown from his seat of power. and. That was mostly because of the EDSA 1 or the People Power Revolution, a series of peaceful protests that occurred mostly in Metro Manila from 
February 22 up until 25 in 1986. Pete was eventually caught by the authorities and he was held in prison where he was routinely tortured along with other political prisoners at the time and when he was released two years later following certain conditions, he was informed that his brother, who was also a celebrated poet protester, was killed in one of the summer executions and abuses that happened then. It was only after the president was overthrown and the liberal party took over that Pete finally admitted to writing the poem and he then continued to write more masterpieces in the world of film, especially uh, films that depicted social injustices. So the poem is one that should continue to be celebrated then because not only did it smuggle a message powerful enough to help shape a whole country and overthrow a dictator, but also because it is such a metaphor to the struggles that the Filipino people experienced during the time of martial law. The poem talks about the myth of Prometheus, who becomes chained to a rock with an eagle, constantly eating out his liver at day, only for it to grow back at night to be eaten again the next day for all eternity. And it was written in a manner which was favorable to the poetry during the era of Marcos. Uh, the poems back then ought to follow a strict likeness to the conventionally classical or romantic patterns. And the poem was presented very simply, very clearly, and it went right under the noses of the staff of Focus magazine. So it turns out they weren't as keen as they thought they were. And for the state, it was something to be especially worried about because it sends a message of power to the critics and activists after finding out that they weren't as omnipotent or as preeminent as they thought they were. And where the original lyrical drama with the same title by Percy Bysshe Shelley left off, the poem continues to allude and then present to us the emancipation of the titan who dared to defy the rule of a god, which makes Prometheus then a symbol, a metaphor of the Filipino people who only wanted progress but ended up chained to the rock and sent to punishment for defying the draconian system brought by the administration. In this case, the president himself seemed godlike and comparable to Zeus, feeling as if all the power in the world can only belong to one being or one persona. So the poem is a genius metaphorical representation of mar martyrdom in a time of turmoil and non-arguably this is a poem in which one cannot simply disregard and throw its contents away. Now, this was also a huge gamble, especially on the part of the poet because Pete was already a wanted man even before he wrote it, and he already knew the dangers of getting a message like this across to the rest of the people who needed empowerment at the time. He worked in underground publications, and so he also knew the censure that was happening in different media outlets, and, and lucky enough, his poem went right under the noses of those who worked with the state. Now, a couple of decades later, we remember those who suffered torture and injustice during the era, those who were put under miserable circumstances, and those who were brave enough to express dissent against someone as powerful as a god, and those who were imprisoned and killed because of it, and those who were lucky enough to be granted freedom, yet unlucky enough to be scarred for life because of their experiences. We, the Filipino people, or even humanity in general, are all Prometheus, and 
it is in our bravery written in the poetry of Pitlacaba that we continue not to yield to circumstances and oppression brought about by evil people. We are titans, just like Prometheus, who, despite his horrible circumstances and the punishment we suffer, we dare to resist. This has been John Glenn for the Podcast of Poems. Thanks for listening.